This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It's the Hope Show! Why am I yelling? (laughs) I don't know why. I'm not exactly sure why I'm so excited about it. For some strange reason, it's probably related to running and the weather. I have... A weird, and I mean it is strange for this time of the week, a weird burst of energy right now. I actually have no idea why. You would think that I would be tired like I normally am coming off of the football weekend. And I did an hour run, my last training run before Saturday's half marathon. I did that this evening. But it was beautiful weather in my neighborhood. Oh, my goodness. Temps in the low 60s as I was finishing up. In fact, right now, the temperatures are in the low 50s in my neighborhood, which is awesome. I love this time of the year. It's low humidity. All the windows are open. It's fantastic to get home in the morning and have it be 63, 64 inside the house It's one of those stretches of time, at least in the Northeast and having grown up there, this is what I'm used to, where you don't need either AC or heat. And of course, I am one of those crazy New Hampshire girls who plays the game with myself. How long can I go before I turn on the heat in my house? (laughs) But yeah, it's gorgeous weather. Last training run. I didn't sleep great on Tuesday, but found some energy with the training run. Uh, Got to eat. A pancake is my dessert for uh, to go along with my dinner for a reward for running and who recovering from week two of the NFL season. We get a break here for a couple of days and then right back into the routine again with week number three. But between now and then, we've got some fun stuff to do. Bob actually asked me, did you talk any college football on last night's show? And I said to him, a little bit. A little bit. I would say the big story outside of Colorado, outside of Boulder, is that Alabama has dropped out of the top 10, which is fairly significant, though there's still time and a lot of real estate. But I said to him, by far, the number one story in the country in college football is Deion Sanders and the buzzworthy Buffaloes, who are 3 0 but are going into a pair of games against ranked opponents in the Pac-12 the next two weekends. Ranked opponents. 
we decided it would be fun. Post-NFL weekend, before week three kicks off, to go to Boulder directly and find out what it's like to cover these Buffaloes in the early stages of the Deion Sanders tenure. Brian Howell has probably never had this much attention, and I don't mean from our show, I just mean in general. I'm sure he has a ton of media requests. He's probably never had this much attention in his entire tenure covering the Buffs. He will join us just over an hour from now. We'll talk to him about Buffalo's football and number 10 Oregon is the next test, followed by number five USC. If Colorado emerges from those two games, I suggest they get a faster start than what they've done in some of their other games. Uh, same advice I would give to New England Patriots. Don't spot your opponents a couple of scores and the game becomes a heck of a lot easier. But that will be a real test of where Colorado is in the college football hierarchy. But bar none, the Buffs are getting more attention than any other team in college football. They'll mess around and made it personal. <laughs> and that absolutely includes the top team in the country, right? That absolutely includes... Texas and Alabama and some of the others who are making waves and making noise. Deion Sanders speaking to the media as well as his interview that aired on 60 Minutes. He also was part of Let's Go with Tom Brady. So he's everywhere right now. We'll let you hear from him coming up in a few minutes. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. We're glad to have you with us. It's our hump show, middle show of the work week. And we ask you to send your questions for Ask Amy Anything. Oh, my gosh. Producer Jay, I already saw at least one listener who asked, when is the wedding edition of Ask Amy coming out? So producer Jay and I, we always get these real big ideas about what we're going to do during football season and everything we're going to cram into football season. And then we're exhausted during the football weekend. <laughs> so it never quite works out. We we have eyes bigger than our stomachs, which is a big deal for me. That, that doesn't happen very often. I got a big stomach. And we get all full of grand plans. And then we realize... It's, there's a doubleheader on Monday, Adam Wainwright's winning game number 200. You're back in the dumpers again. Sports never stop, and we're back in the dumpers again. So, yes, I did promise you, as this listener reminded us, oh, my goodness, you all really pay attention, some of you. Uh, I did see her point out that we said it would be September 17th, which was a football Sunday. So I don't know why we said it wouldn't have been you. It would have been me. I won't blame you for it. I don't know why I said that because there was no way it was going to be on September 17th. However, we are planning. No, no. We've scheduled a time on Wednesday evening to record the wedding edition of Ask Amy Anything. And producer Jay tells me he'll do a quick edit. We, we've made plans for clear audio, fun video. He tells me he'll edit quickly 
And it should be available by the weekend. Yes? Timely, I think, was my adjective Oh, t- oh timely. When would you like the peeps to be expecting said edition of Ask Amy Anything? It will 100% be in by Football Sunday, probably sooner. Probably by Saturday, by Friday night. Well, because, say. you know, if we try to share it on Football Sunday, people will laugh. <laughs> I would say by Friday <laughs> evening, the video will definitely be up. All right. Wow. You heard it from producer Jay right there. That's pretty impressive. We are, again, recording it, and he says to me, actually, I'll let him say it to you. I asked Jay if he wanted me to put a separate post up, if he wanted me to go back through and review the previous weeks of Ask Amy Anything to find, to comb through and find any straggling wedding questions. And his response was... I have plenty. We have more than enough. (laughs) All right. There are going to be some parameters, you know. There are going to be a few parameters. Yeah, I imagine. Okay. For instance, I can't tell you anything that Bob can't know because Bob and his entire family will be watching the video. So I don't have any issue with you asking me the menu for the wedding because that's okay. But I, you can't ask me about the dress because I, I can't. No, it. you can't no, ask I, me I about the see, dress. I of okay, these because I can't tell you anything that Bob would then be able to watch and or listen to because Bob and I have a pact. He will not be seeing me or the dress before I walk down the aisle. So no describing the dress. No, I can't tell you anything about the dress. I can tell you it's ivory because he knows that, but that's it. Okay. Well, that's, that's good. Well, <laughs> also, I mean, I, I, what he <laughs> says is that he doesn't know what it looks like or anything about it except he knows every because I've shared it with with members of his family photos of it same thing with my family that everyone who sees it says whoa that's all he knows that's all he that's all he knows <laughs> I think I've compiled a, a good list where it's gonna be well the, the parameters will be met okay can't be giving away any big secrets. No. No secrets. No oh, secrets. All right. Just, you know, fun facts, little... Fun facts. <laughs> FQAs? Fun facts. FQAs. Frequently asked. Oh, FAQs? FAQs, <laughs> yes. They were a lot. <laughs> they were a lot. <laughs> Jay, uh, do you still think this video is going to be the longest Ask Amy we've ever done? Yeah, probably. Um, we don't have to make it long. It can be short. Uh, I, we I can got sh- about... We can make it a truncated version. I have a list of about maybe... 20 or so questions, which is more than we've ever done on Ask Amy. But whether we do all of them or not, we'll see. But that's like what I've kind of compiled it down Mm. to. So you don't think you should go back through and just make sure you haven't missed anything? Oh, I I already have. So. Oh, yeah. All right. This this is the the research has been done for this one. The research is done. It's after hour. What? Wait, what? What, though, if. A listener says, wait, 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 wait. I didn't hear about it until just now. I have a question. You won't be willing to consider any late entries? No, I would. The the table's still open. If you want to put up a separate post, Did you say the table? (laughs) Yeah, what did I mean to say? I don't know. (laughs) The table, yeah, the seat at the table. It's open. (laughs) Oh, the seat at the table. Wow. (laughs) Okay, so that's the whole... That's the whole deal. That's all you get to know before the video comes out. Uh, But... We will be recording it on Wednesday evening, and it should be available by Friday night, if not definitely on Saturday, which actually I'll be running a half marathon on Saturday morning, so I wouldn't be able to share it until Saturday afternoon anyway. 
Uh, but we're excited to share it with you because you all are very curious. Not nosy, just curious. A little nosy. Okay, a little nosy, but that's all right. Nosy means you care. You can send your questions for tonight's edition of Ask Amy Anything, which is non-wedding, <laughs> to our show Twitter after our CBS. You can find my Twitter as well, ALAW Radio, and then our Facebook page too. And while you're there, if you haven't voted for the after hours TD of the week, it's time. A few hours left to vote for TD of the week. I appreciate that so many of you had a response, I think in the case of Cleveland, an emotional response to what we saw on Monday Night Football between the Browns and the Steelers and the Nick Chubb injury. According to Kevin Stefanski, even before the tests were done, further testing was done on Tuesday, they already knew it was bad and yeah, it was it was tough to hear again on Tuesday anyway. Like we talked about last night, Nick has a, a knee injury that will require surgery uh, that will end his season. Like we you know, talked about it last night, very disappointed for Nick. Um, means a lot to this team, means a lot to this organization. Uh, so he, he will be missed, but he will bounce back. Uh, of that, I have no doubt. Gah. I hate this for Nick Chubb. Even though we knew that the confirmation was coming on Tuesday, it really stinks. Did you hear or see that, yes, in fact, Kareem Hunt did visit the Cleveland Browns on Tuesday, and right now they're keeping their options open? We are working on that. Personnel department's working through options. Uh, you don't, as you know, uh, you don't replace Nick Chubb. Uh, that, that's uh, That's... You just don't do that. Great players in the league. You look around, they go out. It's always not one person that replaces a player of his caliber. So everybody's got to do a little bit more. Got to do uh, a little bit more everywhere. Um, but we'll look at uh, options there in terms of uh, who we bring in. It only makes sense to bring Kareem Hunt back. I'm not sure why they would look anywhere else unless Kareem isn't healthy, doesn't pass a physical, anything like that. It you know how we say with Survivor Pools and Survivor Island, don't get cute? Don't overthink it? Why would you overthink this? If Kareem Hunt is available and he's healthy and you believe he's in good shape, why would you go anywhere else? In fact, I would think the Browns, as much as this hurts to not have Nick Chubb, I would think the Browns should be extremely thankful that Hunt is not on another roster. Because there will be no lack of familiarity. There will be no learning curve other than he just needs to get back into football shape. But theoretically, he should be staying in shape, waiting for a phone call anyway. Don't overthink this, Cleveland. This this seems pretty cut and dried. And as we've talked about with Aaron Rodgers, the downside of next man up, the downside of the business of football is that regardless of how bad the Browns feel or even the Jets felt about Aaron Rodgers, they have to keep going. They still have 15 more games. Disappointed. Uh, I can't say it enough. I know I know our team feels that way. I know our fans feel that way. Uh, but, and, and I know, Nick, when you guys get to talk to him, we'll, we'll say the same thing. Uh, we got to move on. And we, we got a big one this week. 
uh, we'll, we'll miss Nick. Okay. And we, we will support Nick. Um, but we're moving on to Tennessee. Kevin Stefanski and the Cleveland Browns in the same position that the Jets were a week ago. And I will maintain it. I know some of you have taken exception to this, but I will maintain uh, this is my opinion that it's just as devastating for the Browns to lose Nick Chubb as it is for the Jets to lose Aaron Rodgers. He is their best offensive option. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. I should have known this was going to happen on Tuesday. I have a family member, only one really, that's big into football or big into sports. Most of my family is not, which is actually a a gift. I woke up on Tuesday afternoon, checked my email, and the subject line of this email from a family member said, still photo. I should have known better. I had no clue that it was a football still photo. It was a still photo of the exact moment when Nick Chubb and his his leg, his knee and his leg were injured. And it is definitely a photo that was worth a thousand words. Most of them painful and angry and frustrated and confused and no, it's that kind of a photo as in one of those, you can't really get out of your mind. Why? Why did my family member feel the need to share that with me? I don't know if the video was worse, but I do know the photo. I can't unsee. Wait, are you looking at the photo right now? No, no, oh, absolutely okay. not. Okay, I'm just face. thinking about it. And yeah. Because I saw the video. All it said was still photo. How was I supposed to know? I walked right into the trap. That was, that was mean, yeah, honestly. Yeah, just cruel. And cruel for Nick, of course. And life sucks a lot of the time. This is next level for players, especially early in the season. And he's not the only one who was lost on Monday for the rest of the year. We had talked about Panthers linebacker Shaq Thompson. Well, now he is missing the rest of the season because he had surgery Tuesday morning to repair a broken leg. Life comes at you fast and hard and sometimes painful, painfully in the NFL. On Twitter, A-Law Radio, you can send your questions for Ask Amy Anything to our show Twitter after our CBS. Coming up, he is all the rage right now in college football, in the sports world. Deion Sanders is everywhere. And then back of the hour, we'll get to some Major League Baseball. Joey Votto, he's one of our favorites. He's an incredible character. Shohei Otani did, in fact, end his season had his surgery and the Astros, the Super Bowl, Super Bowl, the World Series champions, they're going the wrong way. It's our middle show of the work week, the hump show. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the after hours podcast.
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. What's up, bro? You believe that? You, you, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Do you believe that? Huh? Oh, no, no, no. I ran through that bull junk you wrote down. I ran through that. I sifted through all that. Yeah. Oh, no. Come on. Do you believe? You don't believe. You just answered it. You don't believe. Next question. Getting you to the good half of your week. It's the Hump Show on After Hours. Deion Sanders has got cameras in his face all the time. It's all documented. And now his team on the field has started out 3-0 with some fairly dramatic wins, including the season opener against a ranked TCU team that really served notice that this wasn't as big a joke as what people were making it out to be. The circus has landed in Boulder. And coming up top of the hour, we will welcome insider and beat writer Brian Howell from Boulder to talk about what it's like to cover this team as well as some of the inner workings of Dion's operation. Uh, but he's everywhere these days. Uh, he was on 60 Minutes, the season debut on Sunday night. Uh, and he was speaking... As part of his weekly routine, his press conference on Tuesday, not to mention on Tom Brady's podcast, Let's Go on Sirius XM NFL Radio. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. I love the question and the answer, by the way, from 60 Minutes. Why did he choose Colorado as his next coaching destination? God wouldn't relocate me to something that was successful. That don't make sense, do it? <laughs> he had to find the most disappointing and the most uh, difficult task. And this is what it was. And this is what it is. And I love that. God wouldn't choose a place that was already successful. Nah, he had to send me to a place that was an extreme challenge. There was a mountain to climb. That's where. I had to end up. I like that. He also talks about his relationship with Nick Saban and the respect that he has for Nick, even as Dion attempts to get to where Saban is now, meaning a championship coach with an established tradition. I love and I adore and I respect. And every time I do a commercial, with Coach Saban, it's a gift. Just sitting in his presence and hearing him and and throwing something else out there so I could hear his viewpoint on it because he's forgotten more things than I may ever accomplish. So I'm a student looking up to this wonderful teacher saying, just, just, just throw me a crumb of what you know. Hmm. Some respect there from Dion for Nick Saban, also on 60 Minutes. From Sunday, actually right after the football, the NFL wrapped up on CBS. They went into their season debut of 60 Minutes. And of course, Dion front and center. Now, 
with his press conference on Tuesday, one of the major topics and a lot of the questions surrounded the death threats that are being made for the Colorado State safety, Henry Blackburn. We talked about it last night. Who delivered a nasty hit to Travis Hunter. And I do appreciate that Dion is saying, in essence, come on, knock it off. It's part of football. And the kid, the young man, his family, they don't deserve death threats. Henry Blackburn is a good player who played a phenomenal game. He made a tremendous uh, hit on Travis on the sideline. You could call it dirty. You could call it he was just playing the game of football. But whatever it was, it does not constitute that he should be receiving death threats. That that's This is still a young man trying to make it in life, a guy that's trying to live his dream and hopefully graduate with honors or degree, uh, committed to excellence, and go to the NFL. He does not deserve a death threat over a game. At the end of the day, this is a game. Someone must win. Someone must lose. Everybody continues their life the next day. Very unfortunate. I'm saddened if there's any of our fans that's on the other side of those threats. I would hope and pray not. But that kid was just playing the best of his ability, and he made a mistake. So I forgive him. See you. Um, our team forgive him. Um, Travis, is he's forgiven him. Let's move on. But that kid does not deserve that. Now, remember, Deion Sanders, he was a defensive back himself. And he played in a different era of the NFL when these types of hits, and if you haven't seen it, you can certainly find it out there, the Henry Blackburn hit on Travis Hunter. It was definitely nasty. And depending upon your perspective, it's an opinion question. It may very well have been dirty. The game was chippy. There was a lot of extracurricular activity, lots of chirping. And it went back to the coaches show with Jay Norville and then Dion's response. These two are in-state rivals. So, yeah, there was a lot of yapping, yakking, posturing, tough shots, statements made, all kinds of that stuff. No different than what we saw in, say, Steelers-Browns on Monday night. But I will maintain what I say most of the time, but certainly what I said not even 24 hours ago. Most of these players, the vast majority, whether it's NFL or college, are not attempting to hurt another athlete because they know it could be them next. They all know how fragile The physical body is when it comes to the violent game of football. They all recognize how tough it is to stay healthy over the course of a season. They generally will respect one another. I don't know if they do the handshake line like the NHL does at the end of a playoff series, but it's the same type of attitude. In the NHL, they're battering and bruising one another. And there can be some real nasty hits and physical hits that are delivered, but they do shake hands at the end of every series during the postseason. Did Blackburn 
make sure he delivered a nasty hit on Hunter? Uh Uh-huh. Hunter had no chance to avoid him. Blackburn gave him a shoulder right to the chest. I'm sure it was painful. But was he trying to hurt him? I don't believe that. And I am very impressed with the way that Dion stood up for Blackburn. And even said at the end, Hunter's forgiven him. We've forgiven him. Time to move on. We'll have more with Dion from Let's Go. Oh, Tom Brady as well. They're, I'm telling you, Deion Sanders and Colorado, they're all the rage right now. But we're going to end, before we get to the update with Marco, we're going to end with this snippet from 60 Minutes. <laughs> the question was posed to Dion. Who's the best coach in college football? Let me see a mirror so I can look at it. Oh. <laughs> you feel that? What? You think I'm going to sit up here and tell you somebody else? You think you think that's the way I operate? That somebody else got that on me? <laughs> of course. <laughs> so, yes. 60 Minutes had the exclusive with Deion Sanders, but these days, everybody wants a piece of Deion. John Wertheim, he's the one who was doing the interview for 60 Minutes. Coming up, top of the hour, we will spend some time in Boulder on the inside of the Colorado football program. On Twitter, After Hours CBS, you can vote for TD of the Week. We'll let you hear those candidates coming up one more time. I guess it's still a few hours to go, so we have some time, but we'll let you hear those candidates again, uh, and then you can cast your vote on either Twitter or our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Straight ahead, a little bit of baseball, some walk-offs, Otani news. It's all happening on The Hump Show. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. It's a touchdown Tuesday on After Hours. Firing for the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Touchdown. Takes it himself to the pylon. Touchdown. One man to beat 10. He's gone. They throw in the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Hey, the guy missed. He's inside the five. He's to the three to one. Top step. Center something into the end zone. Touchdown. To cast your vote for the TD of the week, head to at After Hours CBS on Twitter or give us a call at 855-212-4227. The Seattle Seahawks. Gino from the shotgun with Walker beside him. Three wide receivers in the game. Gino is looking, looking. Now he throws far side. It's locking. Does he reach the ball across? He does. Yeah. It's over, yes. baby. Touchdown, Seahawks. Tyler Lockett on a little pass out into the right side flat. Reaches the ball across the pylon. He scores. Tyler Lockett, my hero. Game over. Seahawks win 37-31. to Wow, what a comeback. What a game by these Seahawks. The Miami Dolphins. Mostert the running back. Waddle flat to the right. They give it to Mostert. Mostert, big hole up the middle. 30 20 Touchdown, Miami! Oh, Raheem Mostert. He just put that into fourth gear real quickly, and it was over. Nobody was going to catch him. The Baltimore Ravens. Third down and five. At the Cincinnati 17, Lamar wants to throw. 
Lobs it far side, end zone. Touchdown, Ravens! Nelson Aguilar, a brilliant over-the-shoulder grab, and the Ravens extend the lead again. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Watson under center, Steelers showing blitz, long count. Play action fake, he's back. There's and the ball is out, and the Steelers yes. pick it up. And that's T.J. Watt running for the end zone. Steelers with the touchdown. The strip by Highsmith and his bookend buddy Watt scooped and scored. And the Steelers take the lead, their second defensive touchdown of this game. Those are your four candidates for TD of the week. You can vote now. In fact, you can vote for the next two hours, but why wait? It's the Hump Show. We give you plenty to keep you busy. So let's run through these. Tyler Lockett, his second touchdown, is the game winner for the Seahawks in overtime, preventing them from falling into an 0-2 hole. Steve Rabel on Seahawks Radio. Raheem Mostert, 43-yard scamper. The Dolphins hold the Patriots at bay. That's Jimmy Cefalo on Dolphins Radio. The great Jerry Sandusky with the Nelson Aguilar catch. Clutch TD from the hands of Lamar Jackson on Ravens Radio. And finally on national TV, ABC, as a matter of fact, some pretty huge ratings for Browns and Steelers. Last night, T.J. Watt with his first career touchdown on the same night in the same game that he becomes the Steelers' all-time sack leader, now sitting on 81 and a half And that is Bill Hillgrove on Steelers Radio. So please vote for the TD of the week. We'll have the big reveal coming up a little bit later on here on After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Before we get to a little bit of baseball, I saw this and I thought you all would appreciate this nerd alert. Are you ready? We do not have a touchdown of the week candidate from either the Cowboys or the Jets. The Jets were the week before. But this game, (laughs) with Zach Wilson as the quarterback, not Aaron Rodgers, could you imagine what the viewership, the TV ratings would have been with Aaron Rodgers when I tell you that the game between the Jets and Cowboys on CBS drew... Nearly 26 million viewers. The most watched show on network TV since the Super Bowl. That's nerd stuff. You guys, when I tell you that the NFL is a cash cow, when I tell you that the NFL is the league that every other league wants to be when it grows up, no other sports league in the country, no other sports league in the country approaches numbers like this. There might be a random game here or there where the viewership spikes because there's some big storyline. NBA Finals, World Series, going down to the wire, Game 7, hockey. I mean, forget that. No other sport can get nearly 26 million viewers for a regular season game. And this is without Aaron Rodgers. I don't think there's any way that viewers could have missed the fact that Aaron Rodgers wasn't the starting quarterback for the Jets anymore. Animals. This is the power of the Dallas Cowboys, to be fair. But it's also about the attention the Jets received the week before once Aaron Rodgers was lost. And it's on CBS, and it's that 
late afternoon window on the East Coast, or if you're on the West Coast, the game that starts at 1 o'clock or 1.25, to be fair. Nearly 26 million viewers. No other TV show on network broadcasting has attracted as many eyeballs or as much attention since the Super Bowl. And just so you think it's it's not only Cowboys, or lest you think it's not just Cowboys, the game before that, which actually didn't feature a lot of high-flying offense, it did include Patrick Mahomes, though, and Trevor Lawrence. And that game between Jaguars and Chiefs in Jacksonville attracted more than 16 million viewers. These are regular season games in week number two. Even by NFL standards, that's pretty crazy. So here, we'll do one more one more number for you just because it's impressive. Nerdy stuff, you know. If you average the two games together, which isn't necessarily fair to Jets Cowboys, but the games were on CBS. So if you average them together, 21.15 million viewers is the average. So that doubleheader on CBS Sunday, week two, imagine what it's going to be like moving forward. But week two, the most watched in week two for CBS since the late 90s, which is when the network attracted the NFL to return. I mean, these are historic numbers. And it's not just for CBS. We're going to see the same thing now that Monday Night Football is moving to ABC. We're going to see the same thing for Fox Now, Amazon Prime will likely drag down the averages across the board because you may have heard the whole flap over whether or not Nielsen can consider Amazon Prime ratings. So it just, whatever, it's technical, it's shop talk. But Amazon Prime will drag down the NFL's ratings on average because it's still a streaming service and there are a lot of people that don't have it or won't watch it. But if you break down the individual broadcast networks, ABC, NBC, CBS, it's week two, and the numbers are already raising the bar. Get me some oxygen. (laughs) It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. I'm telling you, it's the power of the NFL. It's why the going rate for an NFL team is more than $6 billion now, because if you can get in, you will make money hand over fist. Cash cow, ka-ching. Major League Baseball is getting into its cash season. <laughs> the the league actually doesn't make money outside of the playoff games that are broadcast, and we're getting closer and closer to October. The Padres will not be part of October, but it's kind of fun to see them take a no-hitter into uh, the ninth inning on Tuesday. off the handle, rolled into center field. That'll be a base hit. First hit of the night for the Rockies. Just sort of a looping, bouncing single for Brendan Rodgers. And the Rockies with the leadoff man on base here in a scoreless game, 9-10. Grisham runs. Here's the pitch, and that's hit in the air. Deep down the left field line. Jones over to the wall. At the fence. Gonna go! Home run, Xander Bogarts! The Padres, a walk-off win 
down to their final strike in the bottom of the ninth inning, score the first two runs of this game, and beat the Rockies 2-0 on Bogart's second career walk-off home run. From the lowest of the lows to the highest of the highs, or actually we can go high to low, back to high again, because Blake Snell had a brilliant outing. He struck out 10. He's already leading the majors in ERA, but it's down to 2.33. He throws seven incredible innings, scoreless innings for the Padres. And then he leaves the game. But they still had the no-hitter into the ninth. Blake says he's okay with it. He's all right with getting pulled, even though he had a no-hitter himself. I understand it, and I'm not going to put myself... You know, in, in, in a risk situation there just to go two more innings. With how hard I was throwing today, it's just, it's not worth it. I mean, I understand, you know, no hitter is an amazing accomplishment and it's so hard to do. I understand that. I also understand, you know, how much I value health. Mm, Blake Snell, with the big picture perspective, I don't know. There's a lot of pictures out there that would have said, no way. Let me go after it. It's the end of the year. I got the entire offseason. But... Isn't he the guy that got pulled early in a playoff game? Uh, was it a World Series game going back to 2020 when it was Rays and Dodgers? It was, it right? It was a World Series, yes. Oh, gosh. Okay, well, that's an interesting perspective. Snell, by the way, is is locked in. Even as we get through these final couple weeks of the baseball season, he's allowed only 18 earned runs in his last 22 starts. It's too bad we won't see him in the postseason. The Padres are below 500, even though they've won six in a row. They're below 500. They've won seven of their last 10. Checking the wild card standings, the fact is there are a couple of teams ahead of them from their own division, right? So the Diamondbacks and the Giants are both ahead of them in the wild card standings. Diamondbacks are just a half game ahead of the Cubs, who are now sitting number three. So third NL wild card. The Marlins, though, who walked off against the Mets tonight, right? Uh, the Marlins are a half game out of that number three spot. So it is a dogfight among Diamondbacks, Cubs, Marlins, and the Reds. And we'll hear from Joey Votto later. The Reds are only a game back of the Cubs and only a half game back of the Marlins. So it is going to be dicey over these next couple weeks. Actually, not even a couple weeks. If you're looking at it, the Phillies have already played 151 games. So we're now talking about the last 11, 12 games of the season, the regular season. All right, we're heading to Boulder next. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 